Welcome to the Real Los Angeles Podcast. I'm your host, Northeast Los Angeles Raider, that is N-E-L-A Raider, coming at you live and direct from Los Angeles, California. This is the 13th episode, ladies and gentlemen, of the Real Los Angeles Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Today is July the 6th, and we are going to get started here with me formally apologizing to everyone that tunes in and keeps up with the podcast. I am sorry that the past week or so, if not a little bit more than a week, has gone by without any content. My reasoning behind not have not producing an episode in said time is because straight up <laughs> guys, the Kawhi Leonard thing was crazy. I mean, there was talks about him coming to the Lakers, but before even talks of him coming to the Lakers, there was a lot of talks of him just choosing between the Clippers and the staying in Toronto. And then all of a sudden, there was this huge momentum. And it all started with Steph- Stephen A. Smith on first take just announcing that Kawhi Leonard was very interested and in being swayed by the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, I could have made a podcast solely on all the rumors that were happening but I didn't feel like I was doing anyone justice going based on rumors I was putting out podcast after podcast just on rumors with AD and Kawhi I wanted to come correct with with you guys I wanted to give you guys the skinny the short but also more than anything correct information and there was a lot of miscommunication or I would go as far as to say not true information about Kawhi coming to Los Angeles as far as going to the Lakers is concerned and I just didn't want to put out anything that you guys were going to be like this guy is just rambling about nonsense that he got from this source and that source And truth be told, I had gotten a source tell me that Kawhi was officially a Laker. And it was all set in stone. And he's going to announce it. And a lot of people were convinced that Kawhi had already signed with the Lakers. Someone was even putting up on another weird twitter account that says bleacher report but wasn't bleacher report saying that there was a woes bomb that came out and said he signed a four-year contract for 145 million four-year deal with the los angeles lakers it's official he's gonna announce it uh somewhere sometime between july 2nd and the 4th and guys All kinds of stuff happened in the first day of free agency that, you know, just craziness. 
that happened in free agency. We thought we were going to get D'Angelo Russell. That wind up not happening because Golden State got to him before we could. And in some ways, it just felt like Golden State did that to the Lakers on purpose. Just for us not to get that point guard that we were looking for. Because we were looking at Kawhi. Kawhi was already... We were putting all our, all our eggs, so to speak, in one basket. And that one basket was Kawhi Leonard. And our our backup plan was to get D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo gets picked up by the Golden State Warriors. And then there was also rumors about Golden State just getting him to wanting to trade him. So I felt like they were just getting him off the board so the Lakers didn't have any real legitimate backup plan if Kawhi Leonard fell apart. Because let's face it, guys, uh, another bit of information that happened during the free agency was that KD, who I knew wasn't going to go with the Lakers but could have potentially went to the Clippers, went to the, to, uh, I almost said the Bronx, to Brooklyn, to the Nets, and Kyrie Irving followed suit and they are both going to be Nets Brooklyn Nets for I forgot what the year and the contract and the money was but it was a max deal for some two three four years something like that but point is I didn't look too much into KD or Kyrie's contracts because I was just like it's not LA so why do I care all I know is that they're Brooklyn they're in Brooklyn now. Mm, good good for them. <laughs> However, it did affect Los Angeles fans in, to some capacity, whether you're a Laker fan or a Clipper fan, because now it stirred up the pot to where Golden State got weaker, but Clay was going to get a deal done with the Golden State Warriors. And because he got his deal done, uh, that solidified the Splash Brothers are still intact. They still got Draymond. And just all kinds of stuff happened that first day. Between the Nets picking up Kawhi. I mean, not Kawhi. Excuse me. Uh, the Nets getting KD and Kyrie. I got those K's mixed up. <laughs> And uh, D'Angelo Russell going to Golden State. Golden State retaining uh, Clay. The Nets not picking up anybody. God, it has to suck to be a New York Knicks fan. So since I'm talking about baseball right now. I mean, excuse me, basketball. Since I'm talking basketball already and free agency and why I didn't uh, put out any sort of a podcast episode. I'm just going to start with the Lakers then. I was going to start with, as we usually do here on the podcast, I was going to go Raiders, Dodgers, Lakers, and I don't have any Kings news for you guys. Sorry. I wish I had a soundboard so I could do the wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Anyhow, since we're talking basketball, let's continue with the segment. Lakers. So, big part of the reason why I took so long as I just finished discussing, discussing, 
was I was waiting for Kawhi to make a decision so I could give you guys the best content possible. Very, very little rumors because rumors are just rumors and I wanted to give you guys concrete evidence and concrete factual just this guy's going to this team and these guys are going to be Lakers. These guys are going to be Clippers. So I, I wanted to give you guys some substantial content and I am somewhat displeased to announce that Kawhi Leonard is not a Los Angeles Laker and will be a Los Angeles Clipper. Out of respect for the 12 fans that reside in Los Angeles, California that are Clipper fans, this is for you guys. Kawhi Leonard will be a Los Angeles Clipper and... A part of that deal, I believe, or a separate deal, it might have been, was that OKC, meaning Oklahoma City Thunder, will trade Paul George. Yes, Paul George, that was supposed to be a Laker last season, decides to go to Los Angeles this season to be a Clipper and join Kawhi in their quest to... I don't know how you would say it, uncurse, <laughs> Re uh, bring a championship to a cursed franchise such as the Los Angeles Clippers, if you will, and I'm just going to go from there. They are Clippers now. Side note, you guys, for those of you who are wondering why I'm even speaking on the Clippers right now, because this is... A Laker sided podcast it's because basketball wise guys I believed all that the Clippers really needed was a superstar behind their young core who already made the playoffs and were playing against a healthy ready to go warrior team not only throughout the year in the playoffs granted they lost the playoffs to the Golden State Warriors but they did put up some fight and the Clippers seemed to gain some traction in the playoffs they made it to the playoffs with virtually no superstars well meanwhile LA Lakers had the king LeBron James who hasn't missed a finals in what was it seven eight nine years in a row so big ups to them you got to give credit where credit is due the clippers were on their way up without a superstar and they have Kawhi leonard and in getting Kawhi leonard pg-13 decided to say hey you know what to hell with okc i am Packing my bags and requesting a trade. And I'm going to get that trade and go to the Clippers and join Kawhi. Wow. That was crazy last night in itself. This morning, we wake up to a lot of memes and a lot of funny stuff. And a lot of real information about Kawhi's decision to leave Toronto and to come to LA via the Clippers. 
the Lakers and Laker fans, I have some good news for you guys. Not only today do we have Anthony Davis officially. So before in one of my previous podcast episodes, I had said that AD was officially a Laker when he had no pen and paper signed. He had still had to renegotiate the the terms of the trade and all kinds of little knickknacks still needed to happen. Today, I am pleased to present to you your newest official Los Angeles Laker via trade. Anthony Davis, AD, is officially a Laker as of today, ladies and gentlemen. We have a new Laker, officially. Kawhi and PG-13 are Clippers. AD is officially a Laker today. Free agency. Today, I I was tripping the heck out when I saw that Boogie, DeMarcus, DMC, Cousins signed a one-year deal. 30, sorry, excuse me. 3.5 million one-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. So right now as we speak, we have LeBron James. We have Boogie Cousins. We now have AD, officially Lakers. Danny Green, shortly after Kawhi's decision was made, I was afraid Danny Green was going to go to the Clippers and follow Kawhi, wherever he went, just like when he was in Toronto. And he decided to up and leave Toronto. And he is also a Los Angeles Lakers. So the Green Ranger, yes, he is officially a Laker as of today. As of last night, actually, I should say. Quinn and Cook, former Warrior is a Los Angeles Laker to two-year deal. All of these, most of these guys, except for Boogie Cousins, Boogie's on a one-year $3.5 million deal, whereas Green and Quinn and Cook, Quinn Cook is a two-year deal. So a lot of these are two-year deals, even some of these other free agents. So some of the free agents that we had on our roster decided to come back so for example rondo is, has returned to being a los angeles laker ladies and gentlemen rondo is back in the building kcp is back in the building great to see K- kcp uh come back as a laker for another season and javel mcgee also returns so, welcome back, guys, to the purple and gold, the purple and yellow, however you may choose to say it. Also, Alex Caruso received significant interest from the Golden State Warriors during free agency. But... Alex decided to stay with the Los Angeles Lakers and resign. So his loyalty to being a Laker showed 
where his heart really was with the purple and gold as well. So we had a lot of guys on the roster that wanted that was get that were getting ex, expressions of uh, interest from other teams such as the Golden State Warriors. But overall, a lot of these players wanted to come back with the team. As we all know, Brandon Mingram and Lonzo Ball, a lot of the young core that we were really happy with are now gone. But overall, guys, I think this team has significantly got turned around. On paper, it looks like the Los Angeles Lakers are back on track. Now, before I commence, before I go on to anything else, it just seems like Los Angeles is the place to be since this is the real Los Angeles podcast. And even though it is mainly Lakers orientated because this is my podcast and I am a Laker fan, Laker, Laker fans stand up. But the Clippers look really good on paper as well. Like I mentioned, they went to the playoffs with a bunch of nobodies. And now those bunch of nobodies that made the playoffs that are pretty good have two superstars under, you know, pretty much more or less veterans to them. Um, they got some veteran leadership now with Doc Rivers. Pulling for them as their uh, their their coach, and you know they got one of the richest owners. He still has to follow the rules under the cap, but nevertheless, Los Angeles is the place to be. The Clippers look like they're on their way up. The Lakers look like they're on their way up, despite the fact that we did not get Kawhi. The real winners in all this is A, the city of Los Angeles. We are a basketball town where we know that basketball is basketball is in our blood and we just love seeing our Lakers. And for those of you who like the Clippers, who joined their bandwagon, so to speak, uh very much so. It's a good day for you guys. You guys got one one of the top players in the league, if not the best, one of the arguably the best player in the league right now. He brought a whole country their first NBA championship. So kudos to Clipper fans out there. Since it's the LA podcast, I'll give you guys credit where credit is due. The real winners, the LA fans, LA basketball fans, the city of Los Angeles, and more than anybody, AEG, yes, AEG is the biggest winner of them all because they own the Staples Center and all this crazy free agency with star players coming in means one thing to them. Jacked up prices for tickets to see your favorite stars, whether it be for the Clippers or the Lakers, ticket prices are going to be way up. And that only means one thing, more money. And they're making the rich inherently richer. Yes, AEG is the biggest winner of them all because they own Staples Center. Two teams sharing one house. Very good. I mean, you can even argue that 
we got the Sparks in there. We got the Kings who haven't been relevant in a while, but you know, the lost LA Kings, you know, where we still got fan support. Trust me, I'm in that in that staple center rooting on our boys. Nevertheless, so let's go LA and uh I just wanted to make sure that I brought you guys more real content. So forgive me for not putting out anything in a while. Let me digress into the Dodgers real quick. So your Los Angeles Dodgers are on fire, ladies and gentlemen. They are on fire. The past two nights, they haven't really been. Maybe it's the earthquake. (laughs) I don't know if any of you guys seen the earthquake footage of them being in the stadium and earthquake happened yesterday i believe and even at the summer league in las vegas you know they felt it all the way in vegas but this isn't a news station this is a, a sports alley sports podcast so i'm gonna digress but point is the reference i was trying to make with the earthquake is the fact that the dodgers have not been playing well since last night <laughs> not so much that they haven't been playing well, but they lost twice to the Padres. Once last night and tonight. But nevertheless, you guys, we are still first in the NL West. Still best in the West with a 60-31 to 31 record. That is 60 wins, 31 losses. Still first in the NL West. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to just say something right now that I've been saying Since the beginning of baseball season. This could be our year. We'll see. And it was just way too early to tell. Ladies and gentlemen. We're a little bit more. Probably past the halfway point. It is now July. It's early July. But we have August. We have September. We have two more months. Of playing excellent baseball. If we could just finish up and wrap up these next two months with a bang, ladies and gentlemen. This might be one of the greatest, one of the best Dodger baseball teams Los Angeles has ever seen, possibly. The record speaks for itself. The record is insane. The Dodgers are hot. They are burning red in the city of Los Angeles. Dodger blue is burning red right now. Burning. It's on fire. I mean, the city's lit. The city is going crazy about our Dodgers. And the one person I could say that's probably the most lit out of everyone, the one guy who is absolutely on fire, and that's to, that's to say the least because there's a lot of Dodgers that are just doing really good right now, is Cody Ballinger, ladies and gentlemen. Cody Ballinger, this might be his year, guys. Every time this guy just, it seems almost every game, if not every game, he has a magical moment where you hear that crack of the bat and you know it's gone. It is gone. Between the walk-off home runs that the Dodgers have had in a row in past couple of series, whether it be against uh, the Rockies or the Arizona the Diamondbacks, excuse me, and 
you know, with the exception of this recent series that we're having with the Padres, the Dodgers are just on fire. Cody Ballinger is just cracking, cracking those balls. <laughs> bad, bad choice of words right there, but he is absolutely hitting them out of the ballpark. Pun intended. He is... He's having an all-star year, to say the least. He's having a great year. Hopefully, he's in the running for, you know, MVP of some sort. It depends. It depends what what happens with the end of the year. We still, like I said, we still have two more, two more months of Dodger baseball. That's actually pretty a pretty long time. And to say the least, guys, to be real. Blue October seems very possible. Last season, we barely made the playoffs. I was at that game where we were at the tiebreaker and we barely made the playoffs and we made it all the way to the the National League Championship, made a conference championship, beat the Milwaukee Brewers, gone to the World Series and then choke. But I hope and I'm praying and I'm just, I'm really, really hopeful that we could go a third time. And I'm really, really holding on to that glimmer of hope that maybe third, third time's a charm. And hopefully if we go to the World Series again, just one more time. Hopefully we could break through and win a championship because I have seen Laker parades. I have seen King parades. I wasn't around for the Lakers. I mean for the, excuse me, the Raider parade in LA because I wasn't even born yet. But I have not been to a Los Angeles Dodgers parade in LA because... The last time they won a championship was in 88. I was two years, born two years too late. So guys, for the people who are my age, my age group, we won a championship, Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers, please bring us a championship. Now, before I digress out of the Dodgers, besides Cody Bellinger just having a year, and I believe it's his year, you know, Ryu's doing his thing. Kershaw's even coming back. But more than that, we have two more things to announce. Max Muncie. Max Muncie is going to be 2019 NL All-Star. So he is going to be in the All-Star game, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Max Muncie. That's right. That is a fancy Muncie. He is... Going to the All-Star Game. Give a round of applause for him. I wish I had a soundboard right now. Forgive me for being bare bones right now. But the podcast does not have a soundboard. But congrats to Max Muncy. And I'm sure he's going to knock it out of the ballpark. And again, pun intended. Speaking of knocking it out of the ballpark. Home Run Derby. Jock Peterson was announced to be in the home run derby in the all-star game so 
Kudos to uh, Jock Peterson. Hope everyone's ready for some Jock Pops at that home run derby. And you know that dang well that Max Muncy, Kobe Ballinger, Jock, and the rest of the, the JT, they're going to have a great year. And let's go Dodgers. Let's keep up that record. First team to 60 wins, I believe. We were the first team to 50 wins. Let's continue this amazing year. And let's just keep killing the Dodgers. Just keep going for it. Stay best in the NL West. I'm not too sure about how far we are along in our own division. But I'm sure we're leaps and bounds in between our adversaries in our division. With that said, let's go Dodgers and let's go Blue. Now, I still have about 30 minutes of a segment left. If I so choose, I don't like I announced earlier, I don't have much other than basketball and baseball. With all that waiting time, I'm sure I should have had more content, but I wanted to make sure that the Laker content was accurate. The NBA content was a lot more than just rumors. In the meantime, Dodger baseball was on fire, and so I just finished wrapping that up and let you guys know what has been up with, not only what, up with the Dodgers, but what is heading towards the end of the year with our Dodgers and what I foresee on my take. Not too much hockey news and nothing else on the XFL that I know so far. Raiders. Let's talk Raiders real quick. I'm not too sure about the uh, Las Vegas Stadium, so to speak. But I'm sure it's coming along in in the way. Just so you guys know, this isn't so much news as it is common sense. By this time next year, they should be wrapping up. And what do I mean by that is the Las Vegas Stadium. This time next year in July, sometime in July, there should be they should be wrapping this up. I believe they said middle to late July, early August, but I heard July 2020, late July. The Las Vegas Stadium should be up, running, and ready for the grand opening. So, big ups to all. If anyone has family, friends, or relatives of any sort, um putting in work and building up our Las Vegas Raiders stadium. Shout out to Raider Nation and Raider Nation's family and friends. Doing hard work. We should be just about halfway done, if not a little bit more by now for that stadium. They still have 12 months. So from this time to next July, that stadium should look, it's already looking magnificent. It's already looking from the pictures I've seen recently from the Las Vegas Review Journal and from the actual Raiders Instagram page. It looks like it's coming together pretty nicely, guys. So once again, Las Vegas Raider 2020, Las Vegas Raiders 2020. Anyhow, so real quick, you guys. So as we all know, Hard Knocks, today's the 6th. Today is July the 6th. 
Speaking of timelines, this time next month, in a month, ladies and gentlemen, we will see possibly, I think it's the first episode of HBO's Hard Knocks training camp with your Oakland Raiders, aka the Las Vegas Raiders, aka the Los Angeles Raiders, as always in our hearts. The Raiders will be in training camp and on HBO. Make sure to check that out. Come next month on August 6th, exactly a month from now. Now, with that said, HBO Hard Knocks is coming up. That means one thing's got one thing, guys. That these rookies need to get signed and ready to go because the veterans already did mini camp and all this other good stuff. OTAs are done, been done. We're just about that time away from preseason games, ladies and gentlemen. Preseason games are just about ready to start being played very, very soon. I believe it's usually sometime in August that we get preseason ready to go. There's going to be one Oakland preseason game, uh, two road games, and one game in Canada. So that should be interesting to see the uh, the Raiders in Canada with against the Green Bay Packers. But nevertheless, so these rookies need to get signed, as I'm saying. And we have some bit of breaking news. So as of, I think it was yesterday or a few days ago, to say the least... Josh Jacobs, projected star running back for your Oakland Raiders, has not signed and is the only unsigned rookie that has not put pen to paper, signed his contract, and there's a potential holdout situation. Now, to not get too in-depth with stuff that I'm not completely 100% sure on, so this is a potential disclaimer before I get too in-depth because I do have a take on this. My take is pretty simple, but again, this is a disclaimer because I don't know everything about the Josh Jacobs situation. So forgive me if I'm a little off. But my take on the situation is from what I've heard, it's a potential holdout and it's the same situation as Joey Bosa with the Chargers in 2016 where it could be about the money, but ladies and gentlemen, we got to see this from a player's perspective. Yes, most players should be happy and blessed enough to say, hey, you know what? I'm playing in the NFL. Let me just sign my rookie contract, play out my rookie contract, and if I ball out, I could get the most money in a, a max contract. Now, reality sets in, and hypothetically, your name is Khalil Mack, right? <laughs> Khalil Mack was Defensive Player of the Year. He was a pro bowler. He was 
all things that you would want in the defensive end and more. Honestly, I'm going to put this down on my personal take. I love Derek Carr. I think he's our future. I think he's still our franchise quarterback. I don't want anyone but Derek Carr at this point to be our quarterback. But, and I understand why we signed Derek Carr over Khalil Mack. Because it's quarterback and you got to have a quarterback to be an established franchise. And they wanted to franchise Derek to prove a point that we have our franchise quarterback and we could build around him. You can't necessarily lock down your defensive end, which you should have, but you can't lock down Khalil Mack and Derek Carr. There was just not enough cap space for both of them. Now, do I think that the Raiders should have cut Donald Penn because he was a waste of uh, contract money? Do I think that we could have probably maneuvered and find ways around to keep Cleo Mack? Yes. Given the rumors and the, the stuff that I'm hearing now about Amari Cooper and his comments on... Yes, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Amari Cooper is coming out on various media sources saying that when... He puts on a Dallas Cowboys uniform and helmet. He feels like a real NFL player. That he feels like he's in a real football city. And I don't know what else he was saying. Not in those words. But basically. What he said was. When I'm in a Dallas uniform. And when I'm playing in that stadium. And I could kind of see where he's coming from. From an aspect of. The stadium. Okay, you're in a big stadium. And okay, you're wearing an iconic franchise. Whether we like it or not, the Cowboys are arguably one of the most iconic franchises in sports. As is ours. The Raiders are iconic. But I get where Amari's coming from in in his statements. But the way he's saying it does not make me like him anymore. Amari Cooper is has the audacity to say stuff about Dak. Feel like like he's getting throws from a real quarterback and wearing that helmet and uniform in a real city with a real stadium. It just sounds like he's throwing a lot of shade at Oakland. That he's saying stuff like when you're with the Dallas Cowboys, you're a real NFL star. And when you're an Oakland Raider, you're in some baseball park with crazy fans, probably. I don't know what his take was on it. But hindsight is always twenty twenty, as I like to say in all my po- podcast episodes. And to be honest with you guys, part of my take on this is that Mari Cooper from day one was never happy with being an Oakland Raider. Kids from Miami, I think he probably would have, if he would have had his choice, probably would have wanted to play with the Dolphins. But 
he winded up in Oakland. Wrong AFC team. And in a stadium and in a situation where he wasn't going to be in a big city. So I, I don't know if it was the Oakland thing. I don't know if it was the Raiders. He probably didn't want to play for the Raiders. Being a quote-unquote losing franchise and all. But let's just face the facts. Amari Cooper has not caught a decent ball with the Oakland Raiders since 2017. And I say 2017 as opposed to 16 because he did have some pretty good plays here and there in 17. But 2018 he was, and I'm trying not to cuss guys, but (laughs) he was horrendous in 2018. He made... Jared Cook, a tight end, looked like he was our best receiver. And Jared Cook is awesome. I'm not throwing any shade at Jared. But let's just face the facts that we have Amari Cooper throwing shade at at the Raiders. And the point I was trying to make with the whole Cleo Mack thing is that we were holding out on Contract negotiation, contract negotiations with with Khalil Mack because we had contracts with Donald Penn. We were up to sign Amari Cooper for a deal, and I am glad that we did not spend that money on Amari Cooper at all. <laughs> Now that he's saying all this stuff about Oakland and being a Raider and the city of Oakland and all this other stuff that's just like really happy that we didn't wind up uh, locking you down, pal. I mean, he's absolute trash to me. I'm being honest with you guys. I've seen Amari Cooper's jersey out on the street for somewhere between 40 bucks and 50 bucks at some places and I have legitimately passed what I should have done was bought those good jerseys that I saw for very cheap and took it off the nameplate that would have been awesome I should have just done that but anyhow that's how much I just liked the guy I did not want to spend one proceeding to his name because I could take off the nameplate all I want but some of that money probably goes to him. And I don't want to give him my money. He does not deserve my money. My time. I don't like the kid. The kid could go be a Dallas Cowgirl all he wants. I want no part of that kid's career. So as far as I'm concerned. All the memories of all of us saying Coop. In the stadium and all this other stuff. Us defending him against Pac-Man Jones. When he slammed his head at his first game as a Raider. That should have been an indication that this kid was, I'm going to try not to say anything too offensive, a sissy. He was a sissy. He is an absolute sissy. And he has no no part of being in silver and black. Anyhow, the reason why I was getting into Khalil Mack is that we had a lot of contracts due. We had contracts with players that weren't producing, but we felt like we needed to keep just because they were offensive linemen. <laughs> Donald Penn. Anyhow, what I'm trying to get at is that Khalil Mack 
probably could have gotten the deal that he wanted because we were already offering him, I think, 20 million as opposed to the 21 to 22 million, 23 million, I'm sorry, if I recall correctly, that he wanted. He wanted like three or four million more than we were going to give up for Khalil Mack, which we should have spent the money. Again, hindsight's always 2020, and we'll see. But I still feel really bad that we didn't lock him down when we could have given up on Cooper earlier. And But maybe that would have affected the whole AB thing. Either way, guys, we have AB now. We have a lot of these new pieces going forward. But what I'm trying to get at with Khalil Mack and Josh Jacobs is the fact that it's about money. I did not blame for one second Khalil Mack. I still have his jersey. Khalil Mack was a Raider. And I'm never going to say anything bad about Khalil. Uh, A part of me wants to say that Khalil didn't want to be a Raider because he chose to take a couple million less when he could have stood with Oakland for 20. But at the same time, I'm... I'm going to say what a lot of people may or may not agree with me on. And this is a hot take. So now that you got, if you're still listening to this point, ladies and gentlemen, my take is basically this. The players absolutely need to be about themselves and their future and their well-being and their wealth. If they could get as much money out of the organization as possible as long as they're good players and as long as they produce, I am fine with that. People are mad at Khalil Mack for wanting money to secure his lifestyle or his his life. That's like me getting mad at someone at a promotion at my workplace because that for whatever reason, I'm jealous of them and I didn't make as much money as them and I'm not going to get as much benefits as them because it's not me. I know a lot of people that say that Khalil Mack is greedy, that these NFL players make millions of dollars, whoop-de-whoop, that, you know, they're over here being greedy about money that what us as fans have no place to say and dip into other people's pockets and saying what are you holding what are how much money do you got when in real life guys let's be honest a lot of these football players don't live to be past 50 60 years old which is pretty young and let's let's take all things into consideration that money has to last them a lifetime pretty much that big money that big contract money has to last them because there's not a whole lot of work and stuff that they're probably going to be able to do once they get older that's why they're at conventions if you look at all the raider legends and even football legends in general they're doing a hundred dollars at least if your name has that much worth behind it like a marcus allen he's at least signing autographs for a hundred bucks think about it if your name is 
marketable to sign on jerseys and bring up the worth value of a jersey just by signing your name on a with a sharpie on a jersey because it's your name and that brings up the, the price value he probably should be charging us a little bit more than 100 bucks but the simple fact of the matter is is all these older players once they get older once players get older and they're able to sign autographs and make a little cash off of it guys you can't be mad at them for wanting to get some of that cheddar getting some of that paper because who knows what they're doing or how broke they are by the time they're age 50 40 heck even in their 30s they probably could be going broke because a the lifestyle not that we should a care or them care about us or vice versa or whatever but what i'm trying to get at without getting too in depth with this is the fact that if i'm a player in an nfl roster holding out is not not on my mind it's not not on my mind if you can hold out and you believe that you got enough talent to hold out, to take time away, because this is essentially what's going to happen with Josh Jacobs. Is Josh, Josh Jacobs is going to hold out and he's going to lose time away from being productive in a new scheme and his new offense that he's going to have to get used to throughout the year, which could then affect his rookie season unless he's Joey Bosa and I mean not saying that they're in the same position because they don't play the same position in football but assuming he's Joey Bosa in the sense of he balls out the year that he held out now there's a good chance that he could be so good as a running back that he still winds up being the starter and we just need him and he Balls out. He could have an Eric Dickerson season. Anything's possible with running backs. If they're really, really good, you can't really predict that. However, all I'm trying to get at is that the kid is more than likely, if not already, holding out. Because he's trying to get the most money, which I'm not mad at him for at all. Get your money. You know, the Raiders organization and every NFL organization is running rich dudes whether we like to admit it or not mark davis is pretty rich he's not nfl owner rich but he's richer than you and i <laughs> and what i'm trying to get at is that he has a cap space just like every nfl organization does and they have a lot of money this the nfl is worth a lot billions of dollars and to say the least, guys, I'm not mad at him as long as he produces. So he's still unsigned. It's potential holdout. Uh, he won't be at training cap uh, by uh, the June 23rd. You know, so that's already it's already July. So I'm just just to be honest with you guys, he hasn't reported. He's unsigned. And I'm not mad at him as long as he, when he does sign and when he does play for the Raiders and when he does show up to the games for however long he holds out for, the ball out. That's all you got to do. So 
if he winds up holding out and getting his money and the, the Oakland Raiders say yes, okay. From what I'm hearing, it's not the money as more as the structure of the contract. There's a difference between I want all this money and I want the structure of my money and the terms of the deal to be structured in such a way that I'm not getting, lack of a better term, effed by you guys. But anyways, to digress before... I let you all go. I wanted to eat up some time before. Because uh, I didn't have too much for you guys today. Uh, there is one more thing. And I'm going to have a PSA. A public service announcement real quick. So one last thing before I get too in depth. With the public service announcement. There is one more little bit of Raider news. 60 year anniversary patch. If you guys haven't seen on Instagram already or any form of social media that you have of the Oakland Raiders official pages, they have a new logo, not for the helmet or for merchandising, but they have a new patch logo that they are going to be wearing to honor the 60th anniversary of your Oakland Raiders. So I believe it's 59 even though the the franchise was founded in 60, 59 was probably when the seniors and the the idea of the Raiders coming to fruition happened in the AFL. So they're probably counting the offseason of 59 into 60. Anyhow, what I'm trying to get into with you guys is that today, I mean, not today, this year they are going to wear... 60th anniversary patch it has uh the year it looks like the the flame the al davis flame committed to excellence on it and it looks really good i think that we should all support it cop that patch or cop a jersey with that patch on this is going to be a very special year hopefully it's a sign that uh the 60th anniversary of the team will be Highly celebrated and very much welcomed and beloved season in Oakland. Since it might potentially be more than likely 95 to 99% sure this is the last year in Oakland. Hopefully it goes out with a bang. And it we're, aesthetically looks like we might look good doing it. So that's pretty much all I got for that new logo patch. So... PSA, public service announcement, guys, before I let you all go. This is the end of the 13th episode podcast, but tomorrow morning, sometime tomorrow, I should be having a special podcast coming your way. So stay tuned. This this one will be published tonight so you guys can hear it and share it and tell your friends about it. Tell them to listen to it on the Anchor app or Spotify, however you may be listening. But <clears throat> tomorrow, July 7th, I will be having a special podcast. It's going to be a special segment, so it's not going to be the 14th episode. I'm going to try to get Chris Rader. If you don't know him by now, Chris Raider was in Raider Vision, Town Business. It was his uh, 
Instagram page where he has a lot of shows. For those of you who may know Chris Rader, and f- go follow him. His It's the same Instagram page, but he's under Raiders with Attitude. Yes, and he has a lot of great merch with a likeness of the NWA logo with Raiders with Attitude, RWA. He has a lot of cool hats and shirts coming out. And he has a lot of great content and just overall Raider Nation family and friends from all over California. He's from Fresno. He's always down here in LA whenever he gets a chance. He's always in Oakland for the games. So big shout out to Chris Raider. Give him a like and a follow uh, via Instagram. He's big on Instagram, guys. He always has live shows with Raider Nation. And I'm not sure if he has a Twitter, but I'll, we'll get more into detail with that tomorrow. Tomorrow, I will be doing a special segment podcast where me and him are just talking Raider football. So if you guys are interested, LA Raider Nation, please tune in tomorrow for the special segment of the podcast. This was the thir- 13th episode of your Los Angeles Real Los Angeles Podcast. I am your host, Northeast Los Los Angeles Raider. And as always, guys, take care. Thank you all for tuning in. And let's go LA.